the Fade the Noise podcast with Brad Evans and Nate Lundy. Place your bets. Brad the Big Noise Evans here, joined by the good sir, Nathaniel Lundy. This is the Fade the Noise podcast presented by DraftKings Sportsbook. And sometimes you're on the right side. Other times you're on the wrong. And last night uh, was the latter because your boy here, and we talked about this in all of its gory and glorious detail. We had uh, Baylor laying, I believe, on the podcast at eight and a half. I ended up locking it in at eight, Lundy, and I also had it at nine. So, so basically, we had it tiered three different ways. And you know, Baylor did exactly what I expected to do against Kansas. It came out. They socked the Jayhawks in the mouth early on. I had the first half line at minus four and a half on Baylor, so that cash. That was great. Things are rocking and rolling. Credit to Kansas. They showed incredible guts and fortitude in the second half. They trimmed it well to the single digits, not once, but twice, only for Baylor to counter-strike uh, with their own stretch and their own deep run to push the lead back into double figures. Then we get to the waning moments of the game. Baylor is up comfortably. I think they're up like 13. Uh, They end up turning the ball over with under a minute to go. Just got a little sloppy with it. Kansas comes down, gets a quick dunk. Uh, They set their defense. Baylor gets it back in. They get fouled. They're, you know, it's like made shots, missed shots, whatever. All I know is this. Kansas has a ball with like 1.5 seconds to go. They inbound it in at the half court line. TN catches it. At the half-court line, heaves it, banks it in, Kansas backdoor cover, and I lose my shit. Unbelievable. (laughs) I thought of you the moment I saw that shot go up because I thought, oh, God, here comes the cover, here comes the cover, here comes the cover. And not only does he make it, but he banks it in from half-court. Oh. oh, it was good. Brad, I'll share with you, since obviously you know you put me on the spot yesterday trying to make this call because my wife is a Jayhawk. Early on in the uh, early on in the game, I believe Baylor was up 26 to 13. The direct quote from my wife was, I'm not watching this shit. I'm getting in the hot tub. <laughs> <laughs> and she had so to that's... cleanse her soul in yes. the warm waters there in your backyard. Hey, you know what? Uh, credit her Kansas Jayhawks. I mean, they fought. Uh, scratched and clawed their way back in the game. I thought they were going to get blown out by like 25 or 30. That's how good Baylor is uh, with their switches, their athleticism, and their defense. I mean, it's just insane. The Bears and Gonzaga Bulldogs, clearly the top two teams right now in college basketball. So, with that in mind, an early reverse bonus time. I'm going to give you because i got to wash away the bitterness. Uh, and we got a loaded podcast today with more college basketball selections and a player prop play in the NBA. But I'm going to take Utah State minus eight against Colorado State. This one being played in Logan. Look, CSU is entirely three dependent. Over 43% of their shots come from beyond the arc so far in Mountain West play. They're netting 41% uh, per game uh, within Mountain West action. Now, you look at Utah State. They're the top three-point percentage D in that conference. They're giving up just 0.729 points per possession overall in league play. And the Aggies also generate a ton of second-chance opportunities. And then Kata and Bean inside give them an enormous advantage. So hopefully Utah State minus eight will wipe away that terrible memory of last night and the banked three-pointer at the buzzer from freaking half court. So Kansas gets the backdoor cover. 
All right. With that, if it didn't sting so much. I'd be laughing even harder. Uh, I bet again. I've been on way too many wrong sides of those instances during my college basketball betting career. Look, if you want to get in on college basketball or anything else, you need to do so right now at DraftKings Sportsbook. And the return we've all been waiting for is finally here. UFC's most notorious, no, no, notorious icon is stepping back into the octagon this Saturday. Be sure to check out DraftKings Sportsbook, the official sports betting partner of the US. UFC for a shot to turn $1 into $257. That's right. New users can bet $1 on McGregor to win by knockout in the first round. And if he does, you'll be cashing in $257. Bet a little, win a lot. It's that simple. So here's what you got to do. Download the top-rated DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use that promo code FTN when you sign up to turn $1 into $257 if McGregor wins by first-round knockout. Place your bet and watch the fist fly this weekend. That's code FTN for new players to get $257 if McGregor wins by first-round knockout for a limited time. Only at DraftKings Sportsbook. Must be 21 or older. Colorado, New Jersey, Indiana, Pennsylvania residents only. Restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com slash sportsbook for details. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or in Indiana, 1-800-9-WITH-IT. With that, on this Tuesday edition, it's time for another Fade 5. Number five. All right, let's talk a, a load of college basketball slate. I'm really excited. Uh, a lot of marquee matchups, a lot of pivotal games in conference action. And let's go to the Big Ten. And let's talk the Boilers versus the Buckeyes. Battle of the Bees in that league. And I am taking Ohio State, Brutus Buckeye, minus four and a half. Now, you know, I've been playing a lot of boiler lines, and they've been covering machines here of late, but I don't like this matchup because it is strength on strength that Ohio State is getting healthy, and they are surging right now uh, overall. Again, these are mirror images of one another statistically. They're both solid rebounding teams. I can't wait for the matchup uh, between Travion Williams and EJ Liddell. Uh, Really, though, it boils down to this. Can Ohio State take advantage of Purdue's mistakes? Uh, Purdue has turned it over and an obscene 19% of its possessions clip in Big Ten play. So those self-inflicted wounds could again haunt them. Also, OSU really demoralizes opponents at the free throw line. Uh, they get there early, they get there often, and they usually cash in. 21.3% of their points in Big Ten play have come on those freebies as they're netting 74.1%. So, again, kind of an even-steven matchup statistically, but I think a turnover game and Ohio State getting the line and cashing in will get them the cover at minus 4.5 in the end. Fade or follow. I will follow on this one, my friend, Ohio State covering eight out of their 14 games so far against the spread. I think the free throw line, very key in this one, like this Big Ten matchup. Good little teaser to a fantastic fade five today. Yeah, no doubt, baby. Buckeyes need to make me some bucks. Number four. All right, let's go to the SEC. Let's talk about the surging Alabama Crimson Tide uh, going down to Baton Rouge to take on the LSU Tigers. And I like the visitors here. 
catching a point. If you want to throw it down on the money line at tee time, it was Alabama minus 105, and that I think is actually the smarter play reduced the juice because I think the Tide are going to win this thing straight up. Uh, yes, the Bruner injury stings this Alabama club, but they still have depth, and they are bounced across the board. Unblemished 6-0 so far in SEC play. Uh, they have a blanketing defense, giving up just 0.893 points per possession within league action, also surrendering just 25.9% from beyond the arc and only 41.3% inside of it. The Tide are shooting over 39% in SEC action uh, from downtown. LSU, though, rather stingy, unforgiving uh, when it comes to three-point percentage D, allowing just 27.4%. The free throw game in this one, I think, will also prove crucial. Alabama has got to keep Thomas and Watford and Days uh, and Smart off the line. 22% of the Tigers' points come on those freebies. But again, it's all about the balance. It's the fact that Alabama can make it rain outside. And Nate Oates, uh, who is a former math teacher, the head coach of Alabama, I think is a statistical genius. And the Tide, who have been battle-tested, remember they won at Tennessee convincingly earlier this year. I think they're going to do the same tonight in Baton Rouge. Fade or follow, Alabama plus one on the road. I will take the roll tide, and I also like your call, Brad, of the idea of maybe reducing the juice and just going ahead and grabbing the money line. When you sit there at that plus one point, you might as well go ahead and take the money line. Alabama so far covering nine out of their 14 games, and Brad, they have covered seven in a row yeah, against rolling, the baby. spread. They are hot right now. Uh, I would absolutely take this one. I agree with you on maybe even just sliding right over to the money line, reduce that juice down, and look for Bama to, uh, to win yet again in conference play sweet home alabama number three all right moving on to our monkeyknifefight.com monkey knife fight player prop of the day of course presented by monkeyknifefight.com go there now use the promo code ftn and when you sign up you get a free five dollar game on the house it's just player props across all of your favorite sports whether it's the nfl whether it's college sports or the nba which you're going to get to a pick in a moment uh you just go over under more or less on your favorite player statistical categories. I uh, streaming together in packs of two all the way up to six. The more you hit, the more you cash. Have an MKF in good time at monkeyknifefight.com. And let's uh, talk about uh, a team here in our backyard, the Denver Nuggets. Uh, they are playing the Oklahoma City Thunder and a member of that team Shea Gilgis Alexander. I am digging the over on 1.53s made in this one. SGA is shooting 39.1% uh, from beyond the arc here of late. Actually, 40.5% on the entire season. The Nuggets, meanwhile, number 27 in the NBA in three point percentage D. They're also number 25 in defensive efficiency, giving up 1.098 points per possession. So that is a downside of this. Denver team is just botting up, guarding up guys. SGA, a player that uh, is averaging over 34 minutes per game here in his last eight, has been getting this done consistently, is over an eight of 12 contests on the season. And a little bonus time, Lundy. I also like the PRA for Gilgis Alexander, which is at 30 and a half. He has hit this over in five of his last six. A guy that's averaging 21.6 points per game on the season, 5.3 boards per contest and 6.2 assists per game so he is definitely a stat sheet stuffer so 
fade or follow. She, Gilgis Alexander, over 1.53's main. Are you with me on the over 30.5 with the PRA? I will actually follow on both of those. If you want a little extra one, by the way, Oklahoma City right now, I think catching nine and a half, I Mm. would take that as well. Because right now, with the way the Nuggets have started this season, very different than you saw in the Orlando bubble. Defense is not showing up right now for Denver. They were doing a lot of much better defense, much better communication out on the court, playing defense, um, being able to switch up, being able to protect the boards. They were doing that a lot better in the bubble than they have so far starting off this season. So with that in mind, if they're not going to have that perimeter defense. And remember, a lot of changes to that Denver roster compared to what we saw in Orlando that made it to the conference finals, then he's going to be open on the outside. And Denver is extremely generous from beyond the arc. So, yes, I think he can make the two. Yes, I think he can hit the PRA. And I would take Oklahoma City to cover the nine and a half because there's nothing about this Denver team that says to me double-digit win. Bring the thunder, SGA. Number two. All right, let's go back to the college hardwood. Let's talk a little more uh, Big Ten action, actually. Uh, Maryland and Michigan, and I'm going to lay the 10 here with the Wolverines. Look, Maryland's been battle-tested. They won at Illinois. They won at Wisconsin. Uh, this is a team that has, you know, really played up to its level of competition away from College Park. But, you know, Michigan, I think they want to, you know, try to shake off the bitterness of their first loss of the season and their worst offensive performance of the year, too, at Minnesota over the weekend, uh, just netting 0.80 points per possession. This is still a juggernaut on O. Jawan Howard's club, number one in the league in effective field goal percentage offense, two-point percentage offense, and uh, shooting 77.2% at the charity strike. They also can really lock down along the perimeter, and that's where Maryland can keep this game close. 42.2% of Maryland shots come from distance. Uh, You also throw in the fact uh, that Maryland is number 12 in offensive efficiency and number 11 in defensive efficiency in Big Ten play, and I don't think they're going to have a three-peat in terms of marquee victories away from home. I think Michigan rolls in this one uh, like they've been doing against most of their opponents inside Chrysler the entire year. So fade or follow the maize and blue minus 10. I will fade you on this one, my friend. I like Michigan for the win, but I don't like it up at that big of a number. I think that's too many points. I think Maryland can keep it closer than that. One of those that I feel like Michigan is going to have that, you know, call it seven, eight, nine point lead, and they're just going to kind of sit there like a bobber in the water, just kind of moving along, moving along, moving along. And I think by the time it's all said and done, it might not be as bad of a beat as you dealt with last night between (laughs) Baylor and KU. But I do think that Maryland manages to cover this keeps it in single digits michigan for the win but maryland for the cover lock that back door wolverines number one all right last and certainly not least let's talk the duke blue devils uh traveling to pitt uh to face the panthers and i like the home team here i'm gonna take pittsburgh plus three and a half this one's getting bet up uh it opened up at a two-point line and people are thinking the blue devils are good i I, this is inexplicable to me uh duke and north carolina are unreal ranked for the first time since 1982 when I was four freaking years old. Uh, So it's been an eternity since uh, both of these teams have been mediocre. Pittsburgh, meanwhile, you know, a team that's kind of a fringe tournament squad. Uh, But look, 
I, I will give Duke credit. Matthew Hurt is so good, no doubt about that. His inside-outside scoring ability, he is a du jour in those areas. Uh, but Duke has been bedeviled by its defensive inadequacy. They're giving up 54% inside the arc in ACC play and over 42% beyond it. Pitt, number one in ACC action and adjusted defensive efficiency, giving up to 0.926 points per possession. And Justin Champenny and uh, Dees Tony, these guys are rebounding machines. Champagne's averaging like 17 and 12 a game, which is insane to me. Uh, so both of these guys, that they're going to command the interior, wipe the glass, and ultimately bounce Duke. So if you want to go a little, you know, extra action here, I, I think sprinkling uh, a little dough on the money line is a smart play. But I'm going to take the points in the plus three and a half because I think it's going to be nip and tuck all the way down the end. And, yes, Duke royally sucks they are that bad i'm not even sure they're gonna make the tournament the way that they're playing right now who would have thunk it lundy so fade or follow the panthers plus three and a half against the dookies baby well i like your call about the idea with the money line but if they're going to give me three and a half points i'm definitely going to go ahead and take it but that money line right now at DraftKings sportsbook as of recording time sitting at plus 140 that's a pretty number uh mm-hmm. pittsburgh playing really good uh defensively outside the arc uh and i saw the stat that said duke is attempting threes on just over 38% of their field goal attempts. So Duke trying to live and die from outside the arc. Well, guess what? That's where Pittsburgh tries to make you die because they've got very good defense outside the arc, holding their opponents to 24%. So something's got to give there. And my guess is that this not so stellar uh, Blue Devils team is not going to look very good tonight. I I think Pittsburgh's got a chance on the money line, but for sure, if the uh, book's willing to give me a few points, I'll take it. Oh, poor Coach K. Oh, I feel so sorry for him. (laughs) Not at all. And that is a wrap on this edition of the Feed the Noise podcast. Please follow Lundy on Twitter at Nate Lundy. Follow me on that platform at Noisy Chavos. Drop us a rating and a review, which it kindly really helps out our show. And check out, too, FTNBets.com, FTNFantasy.com, and FTNDaily.com for all of your sports betting and fantasy sports content needs. Use that promo code Evans, E-V-A-N-S, to score 10% off your subscription today. And until next time, as always, Feed or follow, that is up to you. Feed the noise.